Podcast Answer Man, episode number 110. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you an answer to a listener question that was emailed in, a topic that we've never covered before, and then after that, I'm going to share with you something I'm extremely excited about. I hope maybe some of you will be excited, too. It's about a podcast webinar that I'll be doing very soon, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about it. But before I do, I would love, if nothing else, to just answer a great question that has come in. And I've talked with clients that I've consulted with in the past about this in the in uh, one-on-one sessions, but it's never come up in the podcast Answer Man for some reason. And well, I think today is the day to cover it. And it comes from Jerry T. And Jerry emails in and says, hey, Cliff, per- perhaps this is a great discussion for podcast Answer Man. Or maybe you've already answered this question. If so, direct me to the episode and I'll listen. And, uh, well, this will be the episode. Uh, Anyway, he says, my question has to do with RSS feeds. Simply put, uh, at what point do you decide to trim your RSS feed? What I mean by this is that I noticed that with your podcast Answer Man feed, you have all of your episodes available in the RSS feed. Episodes 1 through 109. And, of course, that'll be 110 with this one. But on My Crazy Life on in iTunes, it only shows episodes number 296 through 395. Is there a standard which podcasters follow as to how many episodes to carry in a typical RSS feed? Or is there a limit to the number of episodes that a typical RSS readers or iTunes can handle? Now, I'm nowhere near needing to do any cleanup of my RSS feed. I wanted my listeners, new and old, to have access to all my episodes. By the way, we're only talking about 20 episodes to date. The next sentence in the email is giving me a little trouble. But anyway, it says here, regardless of the reasons for pruning an RSS feed down, I'm assuming that you do that versus creating a new feed and registering that feed in iTunes, etc., and I, that's as a question there. Then a secondary question to this would be, once you have recorded several hundred episodes and you decide to edit down the RSS feed, what do you do with the old episode files? Do you purge them from the web server for the sake of space and essentially no longer offer them for download? Or do you create a different RSS feed and perhaps only offer that feed through your website? Thanks for all your time, Jerry. All right, Jerry, here's here's the deal. Um, first and foremost, let's talk about your first comment. You notice that every single episode, including this one, all 110 episodes are available for download in the RSS feed here at podcastanswerman.com. Now, I will tell you that that's not always been the case. In fact, I had it set up in WordPress, and there's a setting when you go into WordPress, you just log in, click on settings, go to the reading tab, and then it'll ask you what limit to the number of posts that will show up in an RSS feed do you want to set. And so on uh, Podcast Answer Man, I had always had it set to 100 episodes. And like you, back when I had 20 or so episodes, I'm like, 100 sounds good to me. 
So I set it for 100. And then all of a sudden, just recently, it was maybe as early as maybe two or three weeks ago, I got an email that says, hey, you know, I've downloaded all your episodes and I've been listening to them all. And um, the only thing is, is for some reason, I just can't find a way to download the first six episodes. And well, sure enough, it turns out that, you know, it was showing episode number six through 106 or something. And so it was only showing the most recent 100 episodes. And I very quickly went into my WordPress settings and I changed it to 200 and hit save and boom, immediately all he had to do was refresh his feed and it showed the first six episodes available for download. And ever since then, everybody that goes into iTunes will see that all 100 and now 10 episodes are available in the Podcast Answer Man feed. Now, first of all, I want to let you know my philosophy is I for Podcast Answer Man, I want all of these shows to be free, at least for now. I've bounced back and forth on that in the past. I considered the idea of creating Podcast Answer Man as a subscription only uh, for uh, for certain episodes and then the archives. And I've since decided, no, you know what? I want Podcast Answer Man to be my goodwill towards all podcasters as a way of saying, hey, I'm passionate about podcasting. And if you want to at least have a, a great sampling of, of the content and the information that I've gained over the years, here's here's this content. And hopefully when it comes time to, you know, your need for audio equipment and also for maybe some one-on-one consulting times to help you just real quickly uh, get something taken care of, that you'll consider me for that as a paid consultant or uh, to sell you the equipment. And so I've kind of gone back and forth, but right now my philosophy is I want to give all the content away for free and do that as a way of, of my gesture saying, hey, Here's a lot of content, but if you ever need anything, I would very much appreciate you know you considering me for buying your equipment and consulting. That that's my philosophy now. So that's why I want all of my episodes to be there. Now you talked about my crazy life. If you go into iTunes, that's that is one of about twenty other shows that I produce. Um, if you head over to gspn.tv, you'll see a ton of other podcasts that I produce on a regular basis. And over at gspn.tv, if I log in and look at my RSS syndication there, I only offer, and I'm pulling it up right now, 15 episodes, the 15 of the most recent episodes of approximately 20 other podcasts that I produce. Now, why do I only do 15 episodes there? Well, over at gspn.tv, um, the podcast or the podcast that I produce there, we do premium subscription content. So what we do on a majority of our shows, not all of them, but a majority of all of our shows, let's just say they're uh, mostly weekly podcasts. What we do is on the free feed, we give you one episode for free every single week. So you get one episode, or I'm sorry, one episode for free every single month. The other three episodes you do not get. In fact, if you're you have to become a plus member or a premium subscriber to get all the episodes each month. And so the other benefit of becoming a plus member is not only do you get every single episode, but you also get access to the entire back catalog of episode content. So in essence, when you sign up and become a plus member, if you go to gspn.tv/plus access, 
Now, of course, only our Plus members will be able to gain access to that because it is password protected uh, with their username and password. But I'm looking right now. Each I have it set up so that, and let me just check here. If I hit settings and then I hit on reading, in the Plus feeds, it syndicates the most 100 the recent 100 episodes of all of our shows. Now, we do have several podcasts that have exceeded the 100 episodes, but honestly, nobody's really said, hey, Cliff, is there any way that I could have access to you know the first uh, 300 episodes of My Crazy Life? If uh, They are still accessible via the website, but they're not accessible via RSS. Now, that's not a decision that I've made purposely other than I'm going to talk about the restrictions on the size of RSS feeds in just a moment. But if somebody were to email me and say, hey, Cliff, I'd really like to be able to download all 390 episodes of My Crazy Life. Uh, is there a way I can do that? Well, I can go in there very quickly, very easily, change that to 300 in the RSS or 400 and let people, you know, let that person go in and refresh his feed and then I could change it right back and hopefully all of the people who have been subscribed won't see all of a sudden in their RSS feed, you know, a couple hundred new episodes that they could download. So anyway, it is there there's very little as far as any standard goes, but I've decided on GSPN all of our main shows 15 was a great number of episodes to show in the podcast feed because at least that gives them plenty to look at as far as to sample the individual shows that we do. And even though I'm only releasing one episode per week of many of our shows, there are still 15 episodes to check out. Now, those episodes, they're missing, you know, three episodes in between each episode, but at least they're still able to test it out, and that's why I offer the, that many. And if they want more, they become a Plus member. And uh, so that's kind of how that works. Now, as far as is there some kind of limitation, technically speaking, uh, the only limitation that you have is the size of your. Um, RSS feed. Now, what you may or may not understand is that your RSS feed is a single file. Typically, and now I'm not familiar with all the different standards. I mean, they're always coming out. There's the new Atom, you know, syndication feed, and there's all this other stuff that's out there. But, but as far as I know, all the feeds still are a document, and uh, this it, it all started out with XML. You know, if you it's an XML formatted document that has all the text, you know, and all the information, all the, um, all the the titles and posts and stuff. It's all in there. And so, if you can imagine, even though it's a text file, the files are relatively small. If you start having 400 episodes of blog posts and those are all text written, that that file, that that text file is going to grow in size. Even though it's text, it's still going to grow. So what happens is there is the possibility that you could max out the size of your XML file. Now, for example, uh, many people use website hosting solutions uh, where the default setting uh, disallows any program to upload or create a file greater than 2 megabytes uh, in PHP. Now, 
Uh, that may be a little too technical for some, and it's probably not technical enough for some. So just trust me when I say that there's, you know, by default, there is a there is some functionality that says, you know, hey, you can't create any, we're not going to allow WordPress to create an XML file that's greater than two megabytes in size. Now, two megabytes is not huge, uh, but still, that's a lot of text. So technically speaking, uh, I should be able to, if as long as I'm not putting like 15 pages worth of text in every post for 500 posts, I should be able to, if it's, you know, very, very typical standard blog entry, I should be able to put 500 blog posts in an RSS feed and it still not exceed that 200. However, it, it anything's possible, you know, and, and so back in the day, uh, there used to be a lot of issues. In fact, there were some RSS readers that wouldn't be able to read um, RSS feeds of a certain size. In fact, I remember in the early days of podcasting when po- when iTunes came out, there was a, if your if your RSS feed was above a certain size, and I can't remember what it was. It may have been two megabytes as well. But if if your RSS feed was greater than a certain size, then it it would start giving iTunes errors. And other podcasting software um, programs had the same deal. So back then, I remember hearing people talk about, you know, hey, you you don't want to put all 394 episodes of my of your podcast in 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 your RSS feed. You want to limit that maybe to to 50 or 150 or something like that. Well, to be honest with you, these days I haven't really had anybody ask about it and and anybody having an issue and i have at times put all you know 400 now for me i i have this thing called the gspn.tv all inclusive feed and actually if you even go over to the gspn.tv plus member only feed that is that is every piece of content i've ever produced over 1,400 episodes. And if I'm not mistaken, I've never tried it before, but if I put all of those into one RSS feed, technically speaking, I can't imagine it not working. But here's my suggestion. If you want your subscribers to get all of your content, my suggestion is to go ahead and uh, if you have, if you have a under, if you have well under 100 episodes, uh, produced right now, then put your your limit at a hundred. Uh, and if you have, uh, you know, under if you have more than a hundred, but under you know, well under two hundred, set it to two hundred and keep going. And then all of a sudden, here's the deal: if you get into five hundred subs, if you got over five hundred episodes, and all of a sudden people are complaining, it's like, hey, for some reason my your RSS feed's not working then you know that one of the things you might want to look at is reducing the amount of episodes that go into your RSS feed or that you allow to syndicate through your RSS your RSS feed. Now, um, that being said, I, I'm a huge fan that if you uh, have free content and all of it's free and you're not doing premium subscription, I love when I can subscribe to a podcast and have access to all the content. I just did that to a podcast called fitnessrocks.org. I went into iTunes and they had a hundred and, uh, hold on, I'll tell you, I've got it right here. And do, 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 looking up, scrolling up through the list, has 139 episodes. And so he was, most recent episode is episode number 139. Heard a lot of great things about this podcast and I went and downloaded episode one 
which was available in the thing in, in the RSS feed. And uh, oddly enough, it's not available on his site. So his RSS feeds being fit, fed somewhere other than the site he's currently using, which is possibility. And, and we're not going to go into that here. But anyway, I downloaded episode one. I loved it. Downloaded episode number two and three. Loved them. And then I finally clicked on the get all. And believe it or not, it took a, it took about an hour and a half. But I now have downloaded all 139 episodes of a podcast. And the, and it always it always weirded me out every time somebody says, "Hey, I just found out about your podcast, Answer Man." And by the way, I just listened to you know thirty five of your episodes last week, and I should be caught up on all of them by the end of next week. And I'm like, really, seriously? Uh, but I totally get that because there are some podcasts that I I I'm listening to that I get the same way about. So, uh, so that th- that explains the first part of your question: Why is Podcast Answer Man? showing all of them but My Crazy Life only 15. And so that should answer your question there. Uh, now, as far as, um, but yeah, it, it, the next part of your question, regardless of the reasons of pruning an RSS feed down, I'm assuming that you have to create a new feed and register that feed to I, iTunes. Now, technically, I have never had an, even when I put 200 episodes into the RSS feed, iTunes showed them all. So it's not a deal there. In fact, uh, if you if you look into iTunes on Podcast Answer Man, it should show after this one's released uh, all 110 episodes there. Uh, so let's go on to the secondary part of your question because I I think that I have an unintended answer. Uh, so um, that that really leads this to a different discussion altogether. A secondary question is uh, once you have uh, recorded several hundred episodes and you decide to edit down the feed to where it only has so many. What do you do with the old episode files? Do you purge them from the server? Well, first of all, I wouldn't there, you know, the, the, unless you're running out of disk space, which you shouldn't be. Um, but if you're not running out of disk space, there's no reason to to delete those. And it's certainly you don't want to delete the, the, here's the deal. Every post that you have on your site, you should be indexed in Google and maybe I podcasted it. In fact, if you do me a favor, go into Google right now, if you're in front of a computer, and do this. Go to google.com. In fact, I'm going to do it right now. Google.com. And um, I find that I probably get about 60 new visitors to my site every day on this term. So google.com, type in the word, two, we're going to type in two words, and this you have to type it in this exact way, and this is the technical way to type it in, by the way. Type in the word mixer, and then space, and then type in M-I-X hyphen M-I-N-U-S. This is the uh, mixer mix minus. This is the technical term of how we do uh, effective Skype calls and, and stuff like that using a mixer and stuff like that. But a lot of people are are beginning to understand that they want to do co-hosted Skype calls and they can't get rid of that echo when they try to hook it up. It's just not making sense to them. Finally, they they are able to find out that the issue is that they need to do this thing called a mixer mix minus. And people are Googling. So if you type in mixer space M-I-X hyphen minus M-I-N-U-S, hit Google search and check it out. You will see Podcast Answer Man all through the results there. In fact, um, 
Uh, I, I think I put that video out all over the place. But it, the fourth one down is the actual episode 39 of Podcast Answer Man, which takes you to my site and that blog post. So if I were to delete that content or or even just delete the file, the problem is, is that somebody found me on Google looking for this information. And by golly, not only do I want the post to still be there, but I want the MP3 or the video file to also be there. Because and and matter of fact, episode thirty nine generates business for me as a podcast consultant. Even to this day, I get phone calls where people say, "Hey, I just saw your mixer mix minus video. I found it on Google, and it looks great. Everything you said makes sense. I still have no idea how to set it up. Can I hire you for a couple hours for two hours of consulting?" I got a ton of other questions I want to ask you, but uh, will you walk me through how to set this up? And 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 so yeah, I would not delete any content from your archives unless there's some other reason you want. Uh, space should not be an issue, but uh, yeah, definitely definitely don't delete them off. He says. So Jerry asks. So do you do you create a different RSS feed? Perhaps uh, let's see. Only offer that feed through your website. I personally uh, suggest that people only keep one RSS feed if at all possible. And you want to avoid feed confusion. If, in fact, if you go to gspn.tv slash subscribe, you'll see I've got feeds all over the place. But I make it as easy as possible. If you if you actually go to gspn.tv and then click under the heading of the different types of podcasts and you go to any of them, you'll find that every single post has a link to the RSS feed. Every, In fact, Podcast Answer Man also has that. So if you go to podcastanswerman.com, you'll see episode the show notes for episode number 110 has a link for Zoom for the i for iTunes and also for the RSS feed. Every post has the 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 link to it. But if I I wouldn't want to put, you know, here's the link to the most recent uh, you know, 50 episodes, here's the link to the mo- to all of them. I people already are are a little confused as to what RSS feeds are and what subscribing is and you don't want to confuse your listeners. If at all possible, try to make all of it available in your RSS feed if that's what you want to do. If you're like me and you have 390 some odd episodes of a podcast, well, go ahead and just limit it to 200 and tell people, you know what? If you if you want the other, you know, if you want access to the old stuff, um, that we could maybe turn on the RSS feed for you for just a little bit, have you refresh it, get those up, you know, get it to download all the information about those and then switch it right back. Or you could just tell them, you know, hey, if you go through the site, you listen to it th- through the site, it's still there. It's just not in the RSS feed. That That's a preferable option. And then there are some people, believe it or not, that sell content. They, they sell CDs or DVDs with their old content. Uh, CDs, it's hard to do because even if it's MP3s, uh, you can very quickly burn through an, an old CD, uh, e- even in data format. So uh, DVDs, but then, gosh, I'm limited to four point gigs, uh, some odd gigs. I'm looking at my podcast folder right now, my podcast archives, and I have 60 gigabytes worth of audio content in my archives. So um, if people wanted to buy in a, you know the entire collection at you know 4.7 gigs or something whatever a dvd has you know, we're, we're talking about a you know a, a massive pack of dvds but anyway 
I digress. Uh, but hopefully that answers your question, Jerry. The, there is no standard. Uh, my my personal philosophy is, you know, if you have a free podcast, put as many as you can in there. Uh, and you don't have to worry about anything for quite some time. Um, and, and, and so that will do it. All right. So that is that is the content of the week. That That is a great question and one that has not ever been covered here on Podcast Answer Man until now. But I do want to let you guys know. Now, at the end of the last episode, I told you that I created a an, a brand new newsletter. Uh, not a newsletter, but a, a mailing list for Podcast Answer Man. And um, I want to say thank you to all of you who registered. I, I, th- I think we registered, uh, I think, almost 75, 76 people within the first day uh, of, of launching that list. So... Uh, those of you who are on the list, you probably have already received the email about what I'm about to share. But if you don't mind, I would love to have this opportunity to sell you on this webinar that I'm doing. Now, if that turns you off, then go ahead and turn me off. That's cool. But if you don't mind, hear me out for just a moment. What The, the number one thing that people beg of me to share is can you share with me your entire equipment setup and your workflow? How do you produce so many podcasts? If you're not aware of this, I produce anywhere between 15 to 25 podcast episodes per week here from this studio. And these aren't for other people. These are the th- these shows are my own shows that I do with my wife or by myself. So, or well, with the exception of my wife, she does a show called Stephanie Unplugged and it's just her show and she has another show, Full-Time Mom, and it's her and her best friend, but it's, it's still, it's our content. And so 15 to 20, and people are like, how do you produce so many shows? I mean, you, you can figure, um, you're, you're putting content in them as far as you, I put in time and energy and, 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 and thinking about what I'm going to share. And then there's the recording process. There's, there's post-production and there's tagging the file. There's uploading it. There's releasing it. And oh, by the way, did I mention that most all of our content is posted on either two or three WordPress installations? So how do I do it all? What programs, what software do I use? These are the questions people are asking me all the time. Well, I've decided to do a podcast production setup and workflow webinar, and I want to invite you to come and participate. Let me share with you just a little bit about what I'll be covering. Uh, as far as far as my equipment setup, you'll get to see exactly what equipment I'm currently using. In fact, the equipment list over at podcastanswerman.com is a little bit outdated and I really need to get in there and fix that sometime. But honestly, I'm so busy with uh, consulting and equipment sales right now that it, it may be sometime. But anyway, you'll get to see exactly what equipment I'm currently using. Uh, you'll get to see exactly how I have it all set up, what cables are and wires are going to go there. And not only that, but I'm going to be putting all that stuff together in a diagram and and showing you just real simple, easy to understand, easy to see format. Uh, and by the way, you'll be seeing my screen through the whole process, um, and not just a slideshow either. We're gonna, I'm going to be giving you hands-on demonstration of what this software looks like and how you carry out certain things when we get to it. Uh, you'll get to learn what computers I use in my studio and what I'm using each computer for. Uh, you'll learn about the various software programs that I'm using to go through the product, uh, production process. And I'll even demonstrate uh, several different kinds. Uh, 
All right, next up, my pre-production setup process. You'll learn about the file formats uh, that I use, whether MP3, AEC, uh, or WAV recording. You'll get to learn about um, uh, what sample rates I use, what bit rates I use, why I use them, uh, which different bit rates I use for different recordings and, and what scenarios work. You'll learn where I get my audio clips from, you know, the music and the audio clips and bumpers and stuff. I'll be sharing that. Uh, you'll learn how I organize all of my audio clips so that I can hit uh, voicemails and, and stuff right in the proper order for my show. You'll learn the various techniques for organizing show notes and keeping track and putting all the audio feedback in the various places for all the different shows that I produce. So uh, you're going to see a lot about my pre-production process. Also, I'm going to share my recording process, just your normal everyday show, kind of like Podcast Answer Man. There's no live audience listening to me right now or watching me right now. And you're going to learn how it is that I simply hit the record button, start talking, hit the play button, and and the music's playing. I start talking, fade down the music, fade up the music at the end, and hit stop on the record button, and boom, it's out. This podcast, after I hit the stop button, this podcast episode will be on podcastanswerman.com, gspn.tv, and gspn.tv plus within 10 minutes of me hitting the stop button. I'm done with it as soon as I'm finished. So I'll be sharing that process. Not only that, but I'm also going to share with you the process of uh, the additional steps of doing the live show using Ustream and how, you know, what I'm using to broadcast the audio and video. Uh, you'll learn about the chat room software that I use and why I use what I use. Uh, you'll learn how I take in live calls, both individually one at a time or having an entire audience of people that can, you know, basically come in on a conference call. You'll learn how I do that and what I'm using. I'll be sharing with you the additional things that must be kept in mind when you're doing a live show, uh, the, the benefits of doing a live show and also the drawbacks of doing a live show. Then I'll show you my post-production process. You'll get to see the steps that I perform on the audio file after it's been recording. You may be surprised at what I do or don't do. I'll show you um, how I do it using the program that I use regularly. And I'll also show you the free version of Audacity and, and show you the difference and why I do one above the other. And, and the demonstration on that usually blows away all my clients. It's like, oh my gosh, I have to save money for that other program, uh, which is Adobe Audition, by the way. Uh, you'll learn the software that I process and use for meta tags, the album artwork and how I add all that stuff in. I'll talk about the lyrics tag and why you should be putting stuff in the lyrics tag. And if you're not, you're missing out on a huge opportunity to reach all those millions of people with iPod touches and iPhones. Uh, you'll learn my step-by-step -step process on how I post the file to my site after uploading it to a, a media host and, and just lots of things there. Now, you may be hearing some knocking in the background and that's because my four-year-old daughter is in the backyard thinking she's cute and clever and she's trying to get my attention and running away. But um, anyway... Uh, that being what it is, here's a couple things to consider about this webinar. During the session, uh, first of all, the session is going to be limited. No more than 12 people will be in attendance into this webinar. So the reason why I'm keeping it down is intentional. 
I want to establish and build relationships with with the people out there. I want to make sure that I have time to answer your questions as we go along. And see, that's the thing. You'll have the ability to ask questions as we go. Uh, not only that, but I'll, I know that some of you are using Windows. Some of the, you are using Mac. I use both. And so I'll give you some software solutions and tell you some alternatives that, and ways of doing things that you can do on both. In fact, I have the ability in the webinar uh, to switch from showing you my PC screen and then I'll switch over and I'll show you my Mac screen and I can show you how things are done if those kind of questions arise. Now, a side benefit of being a part of a Podcast Answer Man webinar, and I know this from experience, is the relationships that you are going to form with the other people in the session. And let me tell you, if you haven't listened yet, go back to marketing your podcast. The biggest and best way to ever market your podcast is through community and relationships with other podcasting communities and podcasters. And, and and so I will tell you that I have done webinars in the past. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think the testimonials are still out there. Let me just go to uh, podcastanswerman.com slash webinar. If I'm not mistaken, I took the link off the page because I haven't done these in so long. Uh, but anyway, gspn.tv slash webinar, and I'll put a link back up on the site on this thing. Um, here are some quotes from another thing. Uh, Nicole says, thanks again. Uh, that was probably the best two hours I've spent in a long time. Thank you so much for both climbing uh, both climbing the learning curve before me and imparting such great knowledge. Really helpful. Thank you for the, and that was from Nicole Hamilton. Uh, Stephen Cross says, thank you for the great webinar last night. You spent more time and provided more information than I expected. Made the additional, uh, you know, fee definitely worthwhile. Oh, he says, oh, he paid for the thing and he actually made an additional donation uh, back in the day to gspn.tv as a result. He thought it was that worthwhile. Go, go to gspn.tv slash webinar. You'll see uh, some of the testimonials there. But let me explain to you, some of these people that have been in this, in, in my Podcast Answer Man webinars in the past, they are very connected with each other now, and it's great to see them interact with each other on Twitter, listening to each other's shows, and calling in feedback to each other's shows, and talking about each other in each other's podcasts. So it, that's just a side benefit of this stuff. And and let me tell you, relationships are everything in social media. So if for nothing else, come to this webinar and and spend two hours with me and and up to 11 other people, uh, you don't want to miss this opportunity. Trust me. Uh, here's, here's another thing. First of all, I haven't told you the price yet, but let me go ahead and tell you the price right now. The price for general admission is $95. It's a two-hour webinar. I typically charge $95 an hour for my consulting right now. Uh, and, and so basically you're getting two hours for the price of one, but you're also getting the benefit of seeing a lot of content that the most people ask for. So you're getting to see the content that I think probably matters the most to you. Not only that, but you're going to, if you were to pay for consulting with me one-on-one, you get to ask me questions. But I will tell you, the last time I did a webinar, I remember people's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I never would have thought to ask that question. I so want to know the answer to that. And so you're going to have the benefit of that. So it's $95 for two hours. 
And get this, if you're a gspn.tv plus member and have been a plus member for a minimum of 30 days, or let's see, actually it says 90 days. I might change that to 30. Uh, But anyway, if you've been a gspn.tv plus member, you get $20 off the admission, so it's only $75. So gspn.tv plus members, you guys are awesome. And for those of you who don't know what gspn.tv plus membership is, even if you have no interest in becoming a premium member, if you're a podcaster, you have to do me this favor. You have to do me this favor. Go to gspn.tv slash plus, okay? And what I encourage you to do is go in there and listen to the audio testimonials. Do people pay for audio content? Will they pay for premium podcasts? I charge $10 a month for a premium podcast. And listen to the kind of feedback that I get. Check this out. Hi, this is Christine, and I'm a plus member at gspn.tv. Uh, one of the reasons why I became one is that I love the community. I love what Cliff and Stephanie are doing. I'm so inspired by them willing to try and step out and live a dream. But I could, how could I not support something like that? I love the interaction that I have with other Plus members. I love the Plus member extra shows. I love Stephanie Unplugged. It's something that I believe in. So why not support something like that? All right. And there are tons of other uh, testimonials there. Do me a favor. Just go and listen to that. Uh, but but here's the thing. If you are a gspn.tv plus member, as a way of saying thank you, you get a twenty you get twenty dollars off of the membership. Now, for those of you out there listening, whether you're a plus member or not, if you get somebody else who's not a gspn plus member to subscribe or to subscribe to sign up and come to this webinar with you. So if you know somebody else that's into podcasting and you bring them along, I'll give you a twenty dollar refund off of your uh, membership uh, or membership, $20 refund off of your admission after they attend the webinar. So you get $20 off of your fee if you get other non-plus members to sign up. And uh, that's just an extra incentive. Not only that, but I'm also, and I, I don't think I have this one down, but if you guys remember, remind me later, and I'm pretty sure I'll remember. If you sign up for this webinar, I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna do other webinars. It may not be this one. And to answer your question, at this point in time, I have no desire to um, to record this and release it later at a smaller fee. Uh, my philo- and, and a lot of you have already asked me that. And my philosophy on this is that I really, really believe the value in this content is in the relationships that are being formed through it and also the interaction, the one-on-one. I really want to give you guys the personal touch and I don't want to give you anything less than that. And not to mention the fact that we're going to be on a telephone uh, and I do not like releasing telephone quality audio content, if at all possible. Now, if you guys all begged me and I had 400 requests for that, then who knows? Maybe, but honestly, I really think the one-on-one being there or, or being being there face to face, if you will, as much as you can be face to face in a webinar. But being there is is a is a huge thing. But I'm gonna do more of these in the future. And if you sign up and you attend this, you'll automatically get twenty dollars off of your next webinar that you attend if you decide to attend more. And 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 the final thing to consider here is that those who attend the webinar, this webinar, you will have the option if you want to. And it is completely an option that you can hire me for two hours 
for the price of one for one-on-one consulting with me afterwards for up to 30 days after the session. And, uh, and, and technically speaking, what we'll do is, is it has to be scheduled within 30 days. Let's just say you're not available and you don't want to meet with me until, you know, six weeks from now. Well, then, or six weeks from after the session. Well, as long as you schedule a session with me uh, within the 30 days after the session, then you'll get two hours of consulting with me for the price of one hour. And um, the reason why is because I know afterwards many of you, and I know this from the past experience, that you may want to ask some more details or you may want to have me just install WordPress for you or or something like that and, and set up a, a hosting account and set up WordPress and get you a, just your, your, a standard decent looking theme and get it up and running and get you submitted to iTunes. We can do that within two hours. And I've done it for many people. And in fact, if you're interested, give me a call. Anyway, I, I really hope that, you know, that my suspicion is true. This is what you guys have asked for time and time again. And I'm putting it out there. The, the date for this is going to be Saturday, May 23rd from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time. Now, for those of you who are in California on the West Coast, of course, that is uh, three hours earlier from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday, May 23rd. And for the rest of you who are out there anywhere else in all the other time zones, you're invited and encouraged to come. And uh, links to the webinar sign-up registration uh, will be provided at podcastanswerman.com in the show notes section for this episode of the podcast, which is Podcast Answer Man number 110. All right, so I told you I I was going to promote my own stuff today, and uh, I appreciate you listening to me. Uh, You know, I don't want to oversell it. I I honestly believe that it's underpriced. I I really do, but I, you know, I I, I was told the last time I did webinars. I've done several of these in the past. It's been a long time, but... uh, I was told last time I did the webinar, Cliff, you are so undercharging for the webinar. And and to be honest with you, the 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 general admission fee before I think was seventy five, so I did increase it to ninety five. Um, and again, plus members, we love you and thank you, and so you get twenty dollars off. But yeah, uh, I really want you guys to benefit from podcasting. I really want to see you guys succeed. There's nothing I want more as a full-time podcaster, somebody that does this as a career. There's nothing I want more than to see more and more people succeed in podcasting. I don't want clients. I don't want customers. I don't want listeners who start up a podcast, get six episodes in and decide this is way too much work. This is way too much effort. This is doing nothing for me. I am burned out. That is dreadful. And there's too many of those people out there. My goal as a podcast answer man is to help you to to find ways of doing your setup and your production in such a way that you can do what's really your passion, which is sharing what your your topic is. You know, if, if you're an author, you want to talk about books. If you're an artist, you want to talk about creating art, you know, art. If you're if you're a fly fisher, you, you fly fishing guy, you, you want to talk about fly fishing. If you're a real estate investor, you want to talk about real estate investing. 
You you don't want to spend hours and hours every week producing a podcast. You want to spend maybe an hour producing a 30-minute show. And you should never have to spend more than an hour. Never more than an hour. In fact, I will tell you this is a at right now, this is a 46-minute program and and like I said, pretty much I spent about 15 minutes thinking about how I was going to answer uh, Rick's question. And, uh, oh, by the way, I just told you 46 seconds or 46 minutes, but uh, technically speaking, I'm going to edit out some of the places where I messed up on Rick's email. But I'm not going to tell you that because I am doing er, Rick's. See, it's Jerry. Ah, anyway, I'm going to edit some of the uh, places where I messed up reading his, his email. So it's not exactly that. But anyway, I don't know why I even felt need the need to tell you that. But anyway, this podcast from beginning to end produced in less than an hour. And I'm talking about pre-production, recording, post-production, editing out those little bits because I left plenty of space in there for me to get edit points. It's going to be a piece of cake to edit this thing. Running a post-production process that makes me sound like a radio guy and uh, uploading it to the web after I tag it and put the album art in. Put it into podcastanswerman.com, gspn.tv, and the plus feeds. Anyway, come join the webinar. Hi. <laughs>